time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. Welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing A Walk in the Park. There's no business this week, so it's over to you to read the box. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Well, actually, I'm going to read what it says in the overview, actually, okay. in the booklet. Ooh. So it's technically not the box, just in case anyone calls me out on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney's Royal Botanic Garden holds a special place in the hearts of locals, world-renowned for its location, beauty, and historical and scientific significance. Is that where its... Treasure Hunt landed in Australia, didn't they? Is that Was that in the Botanical Gardens? Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm I sure. I vaguely it's remember a... Annika Rice running around through there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not changed in many years. Each of its 30 hectares are not only stunning, but a calming retreat from the city streets. In A Walk in the Park, players will draw pathways in the grid of their score sheet to try and connect landmarks and achieve other goals. The player who scores the most points for seeing different landmarks, statues, ponds and ibises will I- win. What's that? What's an ibis? The ibis is the bird. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so join the picnickers, joggers, lorikeets and bin chickens and enjoy your day in the beautiful botanic gardens. <laughs> what is a bin chicken? I don't know. Let us know, anyone. pigeon or something? I you carry know. on reading. I'm going to look up bin pigeon. No, um, bin chicken. The <laughs> This is one or more players, 20-minute playtime, ages 10+, plus. designed by David Harding and illustrated by Kerry Aitken. There you go. The bin chicken is a slang term for the ibis because they have been known to scavenge food from anywhere they can, messily raiding the bins and stealing food right out of people's hands. Basically like our seagulls, aren't they? There is also in this booklet the the acknowledgement of country, which I could read out as well, but it's a bit wishy-washy. Acknowledgement? of country oh the read creators it. of this okay the creators of this game would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land of sydney's royal botanic garden the gadical people of the aura nation okay i don't know if i've pronounced any of that right we appreciate the waterways hills sky plants and animals from this place we acknowledge the nation's ancestors and elders those before us with us and those to come thanking them for their teachings and knowledge we recognize our special connection to this land and its dreaming through dance song taste, touch and dream. We respect the spiritual systems of the Gadigal people as we walk gently together across this country. I mean that's pretty strong for a pencil and dice game but I like the sentiment. It's very appreciates this garden. It makes me want to go to this garden. Absolutely. It's, it's very important to acknowledge where the land came from etc. That's a Good. first for this. So it's very much a, I mean it's not even like a sort of ecological based game. It's literally like a, what would you call this? What's it called again? It's like a roll and write, isn't it? Roll and write, yes. Yeah. Obviously, someone loves a bit of Sydney Botanical Gardens. I mean, I it like... seems amazing if it's like what <laughs> Kerry's illustrated for this game. Absolutely. The bin chickens. Without fun, there can be no function. So basically, you have this little grid and a central sort of crossroads in the middle. And in the park are various landmarks, which I guess if you've been to Sydney Botanical Gardens, would you know? I mean, I, okay, recognize the opera house and the harbour bridge but the others i mean we were just like i'm at the tree i'm at a statue i'm at a thing it could almost that's a shame that it hasn't got a key of like what 
the actual landmarks are for well, I mean, non-native people. It could just be whatever you find in any park, really. But that would defeat the object about making a game specifically about Sydney Botanical Gardens. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't, apart from all that stuff it just said in the booklet, it doesn't, it's called a walk in the park. It's not a walk in Sydney Botanical Gardens necessarily. No, that's true. <laughs> My mistake. Anyway, so yes, there is a dice with various different path configurations. So a straight path, a corner path, and a junction path. And you roll the dice and every player that turn gets to draw that kind of path on their map with the aim of connecting that central crossroads to all the other landmarks in the park, basically. There is also an ibis, a bin chicken, on the dice. When you roll that, you get to draw a bin chicken in one of your uh, spaces, one of your squares, but that blocks it off. So for some reason, I don't, well, I don't know at first, right, because if you've got an ibis in your grid, it means you can't put a path on that space. That, Like I said, an ibis blocks the space. So at first I was thinking like, oh, is that, you know, are they protected? Are they precious? But then hearing them called bin chickens, they don't sound very precious. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway, and by the end, once someone has visited six, connected six of those landmarks, the game ends and you total up your scores. Obviously, we'll talk through the scores in a minute. But it's really, really quick, isn't it? You're just rolling the dice and drawing that thing on your park. It is a bit more simple than I thought it would be. Mm-mm. I thought there would be... When you say like a, a write and stroll game or whatever it's called... Roll and write... <laughs> Writing in your diary whilst having a walk. <laughs> <laughs> write and roll. I don't know. I thought there might be like a story to it and you'd have to work out like, I'm walking in the park. I'm going down the path. I'm going to see this. Therefore, I draw it. And you, I don't know, make up some kind of story or something like that. But it is very much uh, just draw the lines on the grid. Almost like, well, one, you could probably make your own version of this quite easily. All oh, right. Yeah, anyone can make a roll and write. I think they're so easy. Like people just churn them out, don't they? Like James. I, well, it's the first one I've played. I've, I've not played. No, instead, this is the first kind of one that we've had on the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like a sort of travel game as well. Like, I feel like you could take this on a car journey type thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's much way simpler than I thought it would be. But it's still, you still need to have sort of have your wits about you. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of so logically work out what you're going to do. Yeah. Compliance will be reported. So there's only one other thing that you can draw on your map. If you make a loop with your paths, then you get to draw a statue in that loop. Statues score you points at the end as well. You got the bird. Yeah. So we've both got to draw a bird somewhere. Yeah. T junction. Corner. I'm at the swimming pool. Oh, I'm also at the swimming pool. The hourglass blue duck pond yeah, thing. Yeah, straight. Okay. You're lost in the park already. I'm not lost in the park. I'm at the manor house. I've reached Sydney Opera House. What's that? Top left. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't realise that was a... They were monuments as well. I'm at the statue. What's the statue? Oh, the bottom b- left. Bottom left. I'm at the manor house. How did you get from there to the manor house so quick? How did you get from Sydney Opera House to the manor house in like one go? Oh, no, because you're doing different paths. I'm, I'm following the path, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm going to a normal... I'm doing a normal walk. I'm building a statue. I've made a little square, so I'm going to build a statue. It looks more like a gravestone. <laughs> 
Mine's got graves in it. Bird. Shit, that looks oh. more like a velociraptor. Mine's walk in Jurassic Park. Oh, I've got a statue. I've done a square as well. I rolled a straight. So I'm visiting the tree. I'm at the tree. Oh, I'm at the tree as well. Oh, I'm at the driveway. The driveway? Oh, top right. Well, you know, that one. I'm going to the bottom left statue thing. I'm at the bridge. So these landmarks, when you connect them, if you're the first person to get there, you circle the little bonus point. You know, you got there first. Well done, you. And then when you've visited, when you've connected a landmark, there are 10 possible bonuses that you could choose. And you tick off one of those bonuses. So for example, you know, you can just get one extra point or two extra points at the end of the game. You can tick a bonus that scores you extra points for the more bin chickens that you have, for more statues that you have, for groups of bin chickens, or you can tick a bonus bonus that just lets you instantly add a corner path or instantly add a straight path or a statue to your park. So not only is the strategic element, you know, we've both got the same dice roll to work with. I rolled a straight. It's up to you where you put that. But also when you visit the landmarks, it's up to you which bonuses that you tick off because the game is over once someone's visited six landmarks and there are 10 bonuses to choose from. So there's going to be four bonuses that you have to sort of decide, I don't need that or I'm not going to focus on that. So how did you decide what was your strategy in deciding which bonuses to go for well just whatever would give me most points so the two bonuses I went for an extra one point and an extra two point were the first same. ones I went for same super easy because you're not really sure it, eventually what you're going to end up having to draw and stuff and I don't think I would have done like oh I've ticked the statue and now I've got to make sure that I do loads of statues it would just be whatever I happen to get I think I, my concentration was just getting the paths to the landmarks and if I ended up having some squares or some more birds or whatever fine yeah same I went for the bonus points and I went for the one point per ibis because I knew you know the ibis is on the dice so chances are you're going to get some but yeah I was literally just focusing you know I'm you know I'm quite logical so I started branching out from the top path and I got to where I could and then if you rolled something that wouldn't fit on the top path then I worked my way down to the left hand path and did as much as I could you know like I just worked my way around will it fit here no can it fit here yeah whack it on and any sort of loops that I made I only made one loop was purely like accidental I wasn't trying to make loops to get statues that happened by accident I suppose though if you're playing solo which you can on this yeah you could like set yourself a challenge to be like right I'm gonna get do this bonus well, I don't know there's like certain has. and there must be certain sort of aims and things you can you have some solo do. scores look we right incidentally right I got 14 points and you got 13 points but mm-hmm. in solo mode if you get less than 8 18 points you l- you've lost you are shit God. 18 to 20 you're a sightseer 21 to 23 you're a sydney cider 23 to 25 you're a botanist and 25 plus you are lachlan macquarie and it tells me here that he was the governor of new south wales from 1810 to 1821 his major building works foundation of the royal botanical garden and other programs helped transition the penal colony of sydney into the modern city it is today i mean wow there's a lot of information in here they really know their stuff don't they Absolutely. Yeah, this is the kind of game, like someone, do you remember we were talking about like Snowdonia? It's so specific. Someone just must have loved that little railway and thought, hell yeah. It's, this is the same, isn't it? It's so specific. <laughs> like you said, it could just be any fictional park, but no, it is the Sydney Botanical Gardens <laughs> specifically. Exactly. This is made by the guy that made Elevenses, right? Yes, I think so. Couldn't get any more different, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Are we having fun yet? 
the only have the only isn't one other thing neither of us used it but should you have got yourself into a bit of a pickle with your path drawing and, and sort of got yourself stuck there is the option to change either a corner or a straight into a junction just to give yourself an extra branch but you have to pay like you lose three points for doing that but we were pretty th- good yeah. we, we didn't need that I think you might need to get in play this a couple of times just sort of get into the basics and then sort of develop from there I wasn't really thinking about doing that no times five equals progress the only other thing, I suppose, because the ibises block a space, did you have any tactic of where to put your ibises? Because obviously, if someone rolls an ibis on the dice, there's no escaping that. You have to choose one of your squares to sacrifice. I was keeping them out of the way to the side, and then I wanted to make them sy- symmetrical. So I did one one side, one the other side, and then I would have carried on yes, that way. Same. I like once I'd connected the opera house and the fish pond, duck pond, whatever it was, that corner of the board, I knew I wasn't going to need to put any paths there. So I did have those three spaces to put the bin chickens but just think so there is two versions of the park with the landmarks in slightly different places and if you turn over like on the one we've got a lot of the landmarks are quite central whereas on the other one the landmarks are all around the edge so you would have to put an ibis in the middle which would definitely Mm. fuck up your path building like Mm. that's going to mess up your ibis placement isn't it yeah so there's you know there's a lot to think about actually there is your government prescribes one session of fun per day shall we frag Frag. Okay. Let's frag. Yes. Go for it. Fun. It will all come out in the frag. It Fun. always comes out in the frag. Did you know Sarah said that last time we recorded? She said it will come out in the frag. It's like... <laughs> Been listening. <laughs> <laughs> Just a common, common catchphrase now. Fun. Fun. Well, it was fun. It was a different kind of fun to what I expected if I picked this box up and bought it. Incidentally, this was a game <laughs> which I did. Chose. What drew you to it? Was it the nature well, park element? <laughs> Yes, this is perfect for a nature-themed games night. Definitely, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> this is a starter one, definitely. Yeah, well, we did talk about it when we did Elevenses because I looked it up and I said this he'd done a walk in the park. I don't and, remember. Well, go back and listen, everyone. <laughs> and I was intrigued by the... What's it called again? Oh, I keep wanting to say write and stroll. What is it? Draw roll and, and stroll. Write. Roll, roll and write. I don't know, the concept of a roll and write game, which I didn't know what it was, but it sounded interesting as well. So those combinations made me pick this up think mm-hmm. this might be fun and it was it just wasn't what I expected it was more puzzle based in a way rather than I thought it'd be more like I say sort of story thematic yeah in a way I thought we'd be drawing our own creations or something like that resources um, but I think maybe I'll give it a three I went for a three I think because it says that you can play it with one player it's like infinite amount of players just however many sheets you've got in your pad it was very it's along that line where we weren't interacting with each other it's just this is what we've got to work with who can do it better hang on did you just say you can play this with an infinite number of players yeah on the box it just says one plus right oh. yeah yeah it, it's a bit like it would be like a beetle drive yes you could have like a whole village hall of people with these maps absolutely and roll the dice and shout out what it is and it's the first one to get like Visit to win the game yeah, yeah yeah it is like that absolutely mm. yeah so i went for three as well just because it didn't have that interaction element etc you wouldn't even need to talk to each other other than to say i visited the thing if we all sat around the table you just roll the dice you know you'd have it on a screen and just a random and all the old ladies would look up and draw the thing it's like bingo but slightly more complicated (laughs) well there are a lot of different challenges you could set yourself Hmm. can i say a practical replay playability is how many maps do you get given these are lovely printed maps 
I think it's 300. Pads. It's like 300 sheets. And they're double sided. So, 600. So, so, okay. You can only play this 600 times. Shit. Is there any games that you've played up to nearly 600 times? <laughs> no. <laughs> On the spreadsheet, right? Does it? Yeah. It numbers how many times you played stuff. Yeah. What's like the highest number? I'm sure we've done this before. Or is it really it? low because you keep getting new ones? Therefore, it doesn't give the others a chance to get. Let me higher. check. I'm sure you have said in the past, but we need an update, everyone, don't we? we okay. The sure. top. What are the top three most played games ever on the spreadsheet? Okay. I bet one's legendary. Okay. Well, see, obviously, Sopio Legacy because that was a campaign that had lots of games, so that's yeah. number one. Arkham Horror: The Card game is number two because that has lots mm. of little expansions so that comes around quite a lot and then kids on bikes because we did a whole 20 oh. game campaign on that didn't we okay now you've said that i remember that i don't think you said it on here i think i just asked you what it was i don't think you said it on an episode but no i do remember you saying those three okay there you go legendary go is number one. 10 there you go there we go well okay so lots of replayability it would take a long time to play a game 600 times true but that's pra- like you said that's practical replayability do you, would you want to? Is the game different enough each time? You haven't given it a number. Give it a number. Okay, mental replayability. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe just three again. I went for three again. I th- Like, okay, yes, you've got the two sides of the park, so you've got like an easier park and a harder park. Fine. And yes, you've got the random roll of the dice, but I just feel I would always do my paths in the same sort of way. It would just be waiting for that right dice right, okay, I need a straight to go up and connect that. And You know, like, it, it would yeah, decide what order so. I do things in it wouldn't change the way that I do it if that makes sense so yeah. Yeah, I went for a three aesthetic oh it's really great artwork on the box really nice that's very beautiful yeah Re- actually even the maps are, are nice drawings a lot of thought has gone into it I'll say four I went for three again just because okay the 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 box artwork is beautiful very nice I think I'm gonna lump this in with an I'm gonna lump this in with an aesthetic I just think there needs to be something in the rules or something that tells you what these landmarks are. Like, why is that one tree special? There's probably a, it's probably a, an amazing historical tree. Why don't you tell me what the tree is? And also, you've got the park divided into grids with these very thin black lines and the, like, template of where the paths can go are these sort of paler grid lines. And obviously, sometimes I was like, okay, is that a grid or is that a path? You know, it's all very gritty. And sometimes my eyes were getting confused and I was like, just double checking okay. shit what's that square where do I put that sort of thing because okay too gritty too too gritty a little bit too gritty and obviously I can't really think of a way around that no you need the grid you do maybe I even think do- I think they've, they've done the best so they could do I think yeah yeah maybe the squares like not the paths the squares need to be just a bit thicker maybe just to make them stand out a little bit more I don't know I think but then I think you get confused with what's a path and what's a square that's but true but you did anyway so. but I did anyway yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah okay gameplay say four yeah really easy to pick up really quick game but there are other details like all these bonuses and extra things that you can add to it if you want to you can sort of decide in your own mind how difficult you want it to be and how straightforward you want it to be you can do real basics I think or yeah. you can really say right I want to tick off all of these bonuses or you've got to make sure that you cover all of the bonuses or draw so many birds or something so yeah no the gameplay is quite adaptable I think mm, uh, I... but still quite straightforward 
I also went for four just because, okay, literally all the symbols and stuff on the score sheet are really, really helpful. Apart from the draw the statues, make a loop like that. There's nothing there to remind you to do that. So mm. that would be, you know, sometimes with every game, inevitably, or most games, we usually forget a rule or miss, a, you know, like something that would be the rule that I would forget is, sorry, what are these statues? You know, I just think that could yeah. be just a little symbol with a box and then a statue, in it, you know, or just something just to remind you. And then that's all the rules covered, sorted. But yes, that is my thoughts on that. That gives it a frag of 13.5. Okay, not bad. Not bad, that's fine. Was it a win or not? This is tough. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, okay, I chose it. It's got this lovely design box. It looks like it's all going to be very lovely and naturey. But it's actually, like, does it's, it? It's kind of deceptive. Like you were saying, you're expecting it to be more like story narrative. It's called a walk in the park, but really you're just building the paths. You're not actually, there's no element of going through the path. <laughs> park, sorry. It should be that's called it. building yeah. the park or path builder. <laughs> or something, yeah, you know I, mean? I think that's it. Yeah. Does it deserve a win or not? Does it need to be? I really want it to be a win. I'm going to say no. Oh. I know. I know. It just was, it just didn't live up to what I thought it, it was advertising in its, I know it's just a picture of a park and you can't like, <laughs> I don't know, even just reading about it as a right and stroll. I think I was just disappointed right in the right and, and whatever, the right or whatever, <laughs> whatever, draw, roll and draw, whatever. Okay. I think I was just disappointed in it. So that, yeah, I'm going to say no. Although, do you know what it does succeed in? Right. A walk in the park being a when we do our a to z games challenge it's a very quick one it fits yeah. the box there so i think we should lock that in and say this is the a for the a to z that's true do you know what else has not annoyed me but like okay there's a picture of an ibis on the front of the thing that, mm-hmm. like on the inside there's a kookaburra there there is there was some other little bird on the back it mentioned the lorikeet none of those are featured it's just the ibises that get all the all the glory well, I suppose, yeah, I mean, it's a very Australian game. Is it? <laughs> what do you mean? I was in, like, theme-wise. Yes. Bloody Australians are always making <laughs> roll-and-write games. No. I'd, I'd be interested to see what other roll-and-write games there are, and if they do differ in any way, I might have a look and see. If there's, like, a space one or something, you know, and just see if it's any different. Yeah. Just drawing alien ibises in space. <laughs> alien bin chickens. <laughs> there you go. Well, that makes it 108 to the gamers, 41 to the haters. There you go. Not bad. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I've been Phil. I've been Mark. And remember, non-relinquent Arca Repercula, you flaming galas. <laughs> I was about to say, we didn't say, we should have said good day, shouldn't we, at the beginning we of this? We should have, we should have. What's, uh, what's goodbye in Australia? Uh, I don't know, there. goodbye? <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's got to be like, see you later, alligator. <laughs> in a world, crocodile. <laughs> anyway, no, what? You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. Bye. Now is the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.